TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Joe Beamer with you for the next two hours, but eight minutes of that two hours is already gone, so I'm with you for the next hour and 52 minutes. And as we mentioned last week, I have reached out to all the sheriff candidates, all of them, running for Democrat, running for Republican. Only four got back to me. I think what is more surprising, given my reputation, all three of the Democrat candidates got back to me. I only had one Republican get back to me after trying for two weeks. So very happy to have three of those candidates on today. We had Miles Carter on last week. Brian Gould is joining us next, and then we have Kimberly Beatty and John Garcia, and the show will be wrapped up with Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns. But before we do all of that, we'd like to welcome in uh, my co-host, Brenda Alacy. Brenda, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Nice to uh, be on the air with you again. Nice to hear you, Brenda, and I uh, I hear you have a message for the listeners. I do. Um I won't be uh, co-hosting Hardline anymore with Joe, unfortunately, but um, it's been an eventful few weeks. Uh, I've been off, uh, as you know, on medical leave. I had a hip replacement uh, on April 1st and have been recouping since that time and doing very well. My hip is feeling great. Uh, During the time that I was off, however, um, I had an offer to um, take on a new position outside of radio, and I've decided to accept that. But, Joe, uh, you were gracious enough to let me call in. I didn't want to just disappear into thin air. I wanted to say thank you so much to all the listeners who uh, who uh, were kind enough to put us on every Sunday morning and also to thank all of the guests we've had on over the past couple of years. It's been a real pleasure to talk to people in the news and to talk to our listeners. So just wanted to say thank you and farewell. Brenda, it's, it's been a pleasure. And, and like I, I told you yesterday, you know, I really enjoyed hosting in studio together, but I also – appreciate that we were able to make the long distance hosting work for over a year. Me too, Joe. It's amazing what technology can do, especially when we're all operating in a pandemic, you know, something none of us had dealt with in the past, but we made it work and glad to be there. Glad to be a lifeline for all of our listeners during those pandemic shows and try to bring the the right kind of information to our listeners. So it's been a great ride, been in radio a long, long time. I'm really going to miss it, but new opportunities await and, uh, Thank you for letting me join the show for a couple of minutes, Joe. Great well, working with you. Brenda, it was great working with you. I thank you for calling and uh, giving us an update, and we'll definitely stay in touch. Sounds great. Best of luck in the future, and uh, so long to everybody, and thank you. All right, Brenda Alacy, thank you so much for calling in. And as you heard, Brenda, moving on, uh, we did two-plus years of Hardline together. We did some great shows. Like I said, I loved the in-studio stuff, uh, but the fact that we were able to make – Long distance work. I mean, everyone in broadcasting has made that work for the last uh, year plus. Uh, it's it's been a real pleasure, and uh, I will try my best to carry on. And doing so, starting with the sheriff's race, and starting with our first guest, Brian Gould. Brian, good morning. 
Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for joining. And I should say, I sent all those requests out. Brian's campaign was the first to get back. So, Brian, I appreciate that. And my first question for you is, what made you want to jump into the sheriff's race? Uh, yeah, thanks, Joe. I, uh, and, and obviously, we're quick to respond because it's really, uh, it's really a challenge with the primary on us so quickly to, to get my message out. So I appreciate that. Um, Joe, I, I've spent my life dedicated to the community. Uh, when I was 18, I joined the volunteer fire service, and I've been a fireman for 27 years now. Uh, I served 12 years on the Board of Education, and I've been a police officer now for 21 years. During my time as a police officer, though, I've, had, I've been very fortunate to, uh, to attend a lot of training, to uh, be part of starting some really great programs that have helped our community out immensely. And uh, it's just kind of in my nature that when I see something wrong or something that needs to be fixed or someone in trouble, it's my instinct to help. And as, uh, as I've watched uh, the headlines over the past years with the sheriff's office, I think it's clear that Erie County expects better from their sheriff. Erie County expects to have a sheriff that they can be proud of. And I think that my experience and my education can really give uh, Erie County, the people of Erie County, what they need in the sheriff. What would you say is the first thing with this current sheriff's department that needs addressing? We need to work on rebuilding the trust with our community. It just seems like uh, that has really been a challenge over the past. Um, the, the accountability of, of the sheriff's office, we just saw the sheriff, uh, uh, you know, sign a, sign a statement about uh, admitting some, some shortcomings in, in his administration. And I think that, um, you know, as the next sheriff of Erie County, uh, some of my priorities will be just that, you know, working hard to rebuild the trust by being present in the community. Um, I've been saying that on a campaign trail. I've been out meeting lots of people from across the Erie County, um, I, and that doesn't stop after the campaign. Um, that will be part of my administration, being in the community, being present, being in the facilities, seeing what's going on firsthand so that I can make sure that, that we have proper policies in place that are keeping everybody safe. Now, being with the Chittawaga police, what have you witnessed there? What have you seen within that department uh, that you could bring to the sheriff's department? And what are things in that department that maybe you worked on fixing that you will bring that experience to the sheriff's department? And so, so two of the programs that I've been very proud of being involved in, uh, back in 2013, the Chittawaga Police Department uh, created Western New York's first crisis intervention team, uh, a program aimed at uh, collaborating with community partners and providing better training for officers to help those who are experiencing mental health crises. Um, they, uh, our goals in the program were to uh, reduce the use of force against people who are suffering from mental illness and to uh, reduce the involuntary transports uh, to the hospital and, uh, and to try to divert some people from jail because we know that people who are suffering from mental illness just do not get any better and, in fact, often get worse while they're incarcerated. So. Uh, we started that program in 2012, 2013 in Chictawaga, and we have since um, trained well over 600 officers in western New York and expanded that program to just about every department in Erie County. Um, the, the Erie County Sheriff's Department does not have a, an identified crisis intervention team that's up and running. There have been a couple officers trained, but um, you know that would be one of the programs that I would absolutely like to bring over. And, and just the fact that we uh, in Chictawaga, we focus very strongly on our, our training of our officers. And holding them uh, accountable to be professional and to uh, to do the right thing all the time. So, uh, you know, those are just a couple of things that I think we've done well in Chicago with that 
I would uh, be very easy to replicate over at the sheriff's office. Now, your two opponents in the primary are calling for a reforming of the holding center or a new holding center altogether. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know, we have two facilities, and whether it be bail reform or COVID or, or you know, wh- whatever the facts are that has caused the, the big drop in the population of the, of the facilities, the uh, persons incarcerated in the facilities to, to be down, um, you know, it's, it's definitely something that we as a community need to come together and figure out what's going to be the best solution. Uh, I, I think our priority needs to be on safety when we look at, at uh, you know, either combining or closing one unit or not. Um, I think uh, there are different things that uh, should we uh, have extra space, other programs that we can start uh, that we can focus more on, such as a reentry program to help people who do end up uh, incarcerated uh, do better once they are released from our facilities. Uh, But ultimately, I'm hoping that this decision isn't just sitting and waiting until um, January. Uh, You know, I'm hoping the current leadership is still on the job. And, you know, maybe start some community forums. If they are present, I will. If they do that, I will be present at those uh, forums, listening to what the community needs. And because either either solution, um, you know, if you close one versus the other, each one has pros and each one has cons. And and we have to, you know, if we're going to rebuild trust with the community, we have to make sure that we're listening to the community when we make decisions like that. Last week we had uh, Miles Carter on, and he said that the Democrat Party uh, should not endorse you or Kimberly Beatty because you both have been in police departments, and that is not the change the sheriff's department needs. Uh, what is your response to that, and what is your response to the Democrat Party's call in certain places around the country to defund police departments? Joe, I'm running as a criminal justice professional. Uh, I built my career around uh, improving relationships with the community. I built my career around learning best practices. Uh, you know, CIT wasn't something we dreamed up in Chicawaga. It was something that was a best practice that I worked as a leader in my department to bring to Chicawaga and now to all of Erie County. Um, I, you know, those, I think we need to look at when the people go to the polls for this election, I just ask that they look at the individuals and their record of serving the community been able to do within their own agencies and how they've been able to help uh, rather than what party or what, you know, big national political stances are taking. And with uh, with Miles Carter and Kimberly Beatty being your opponents, uh, what are your thoughts on running against them and uh, their platforms and their campaigns? You know, this, Joe, this is my first time uh, running for an office of this scale. I, I did serve on the Board of Education and was a publicly elected office, but, um, you know, I think what my goal is is just to talk about what, what I'm about, what I've done for the community. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't see the value to, uh, you know, discussing or, or trying to, trying to uh, you know, go after my opponents. I think my biggest, goal, my biggest plus is, is my resume, what I've been able to accomplish over my time in my community and and getting that word out that's the word that that i'm focusing on getting out at this point all right brian uh, there is something that channel seven had a report on and i just want your response to it because obviously clear the air uh they said that there was a investigative report that there had been two times you had uh i'm sorry of course my papers are not Sorry about that, Brian. Channel 7 said that you had a time in the Chittawaga police that there were um, 
there was an allegation against you from in uh, someone that was in custody. What is your response to that? Um, that's that, that's not properly worded, I guess. And, and I guess if you lost your paper, I understand. Um, I was disciplined twice over 21 years within the Chicago Police Department. I have a, a long record full of many accommodations uh, for saving lives and, and um, for many good instances. And over the term of 21 years, I have had two instances of discipline. I believe the one you're talking about was during a, a, a departmental review of an incident. Uh, the chief saw uh, something that he didn't like, and he spoke to me about it, and he felt discipline was appropriate. Uh, it was uh, during an, an incident with a very violent individual in our cell block area who had fought with two uh, officers on the street. Um, this, officer, or this individual was being a challenge in their booking room as well. Uh, as a patrol lieutenant, I was in the booking room trying to assist with this individual. And as we were escorting him to another cell area, the individual uh, turned and spit directly in my face. My, my initial reaction was to push him away from me. Um, this individual was not injured at all. The individual did not file a complaint. He did not complain about, uh, you know, he did not reach out to us at all. Um, in fact, I, I stayed present after this incident this incident and, and made sure that he was well and, in fact, uh, you know, made sure he got the proper treatment he needed because uh, it, it was clear that he might be on some kind of uh, drugs during this incident or something along those lines because his behavior was so erratic. But, um, you know, it, it was a learning experience for me. I, I wish I uh, would have, you know, slowed down a little bit on this, let him, uh, let him stay in the, the current cell he was in. You know, maybe we didn't need to move him at that point. But, you know, I, I have built my career over helping people. And, uh, to, you know, am, am, I, am I embarrassed that this one situation that happened? Absolutely. Was it, was it the best way to handle it? No, but um, I think that we can all learn from things that have happened in our past. And, uh, you know, my, I think my caring for the community and the people of the community far outweigh um, one incident with a very violent individual that, um, that just did not go the very best possible way. I do want to talk about within departments. Uh, you know, you, you hear of uh, of cops, maybe police within departments being quiet, uh, not see, saying when they see uh, another officer, maybe, you know, act out of conduct, uh, something that should be reported. Um, did you see a lot of that uh, serving in the police? And what's something as sheriff that you would do to make your officers feel comfortable in reporting those instances? No, I haven't. Uh, you, you know, and I attribute that to being raised in a uh, in a professional police department, one that had first line supervisors that were on the streets, that were at the tough calls, that were there seeing how their officers responded. Uh, even now, we have you know technology is helping in, in this situation as well because um, you know whether it's uh, cameras that are in facilities or. or body-worn cameras or dash cameras that, um, you know, just about everything now is on film when, when a police officer is involved. And uh, I, I think with the proper procedures, um, the proper training in place, uh, you know, for instance, in my department, whenever there's a use of force, a first-line supervisor has to sit down with the officer and complete a, a report on that use of force. And then part of that report is the review of, of the body-worn cameras for that officer. So uh, I, I think I think we have we have a lot of uh, measures in place uh, that are easy to, uh, to make sure that our officers are, are doing the right thing out there and that um, if somebody isn't, we have, uh, we have you know, procedures and practices in place that will help us 
to not only recognize that, but to, you know, use that to either discipline the officer or, or train the officer better so that they're not making those same mistakes. All right, Brian, before we let you go, anything that you wanted to mention that I didn't bring up? No, Joe, I just that, you know, I, I, I've, I've spent my life really dedicated to our community. I'm, I'm proud of my service in the volunteer fire service. We're opening Chukawaga's first boys and girls club coming up this September. Um, just, it's just so much that, that I really dedicated. And, and that's what I'm about. I'm about helping our community, trying to keep people safe. Uh, early voting did start yesterday. Uh, it's uh, hard to think about voting on a sunny 85 degree day in Buffalo, but we're asking people to please take some time to learn about the candidates Get out, make your vote count. Uh, primary day is June 22nd, and we're looking forward to uh, working hard to, to make sure that Erie County has the sheriff they can be proud of. If you want to learn more about me, my website is ghoulforsheriff.com. We're also uh, posting just about every day on Facebook, so uh, I encourage the public to do their, do their duty and learn about the candidates and uh, get out and vote. Brian, let me tell you, someone who early voted in uh, October for the presidential uh, race when it was freezing outside, this would be a beautiful day to wait in line to cast a vote. I hope there are long lines, so thank you, Joe. All right, Brian, We'll talk. To, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Yep, take care. Brian Gould, he is running for sheriff in the Democrat primary. He is running against Miles Carter, who we spoke with last week, and Kimberly Beatty. Who we are speaking with after this break? It is Hardline. We are, we, like I said, we invited, and I will say this three or four more times in the show. We invited every sheriff candidate. All three Democrats got back to us, and one Republican got back to us. So that is who we are speaking with. Kimberly Beatty is up next, and then John Garcia. He is running in the Republican primary. We'll have him at eleven and. Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns. Still much more to go, and I promise I will not misplace my papers again this show. That is a promise I'm making with you on Hardline. Welcome back. It is Hardline here on New... Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 930. WBEN Joe Beamer with you. And we are interviewing the sheriff candidates. Well, the ones that got back to us. As I uh, told you, I'll remind you at the beginning of every segment, we asked Every sheriff candidate to come on, four got back to us. All three Democrats and one Republican. So that is who we are talking to. We talked to Miles Carter last week. We talked to Brian Gould last segment. And speaking with us this segment, we have Kimberly Beatty running on the Democrat primary. Kim, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well, Kim, this morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Now, uh, first question, what made you want to jump into the sheriff's race? 
Well, good question. We have real problems at the Erie County Sheriff's Office, and we need a leader at the Sheriff's Office that is going to lead, direct, and control. And we need to put a sheriff in place that's going to build trust with the community. We need a sheriff that's going to be seen and heard, and that's me. I've served in law enforcement for 34 years. I've I've worked as a training uh, professional for the past 21 years, and I've trained um, most of my opponents other than the civilian um, that's running for sheriff. So we need to build trust, uh, restore relationships, and focus on those things. We also need to talk about officer training and inmate care. And I respect everyone in the community, and a lot of people know me and respect the fact that I'm running for sheriff. Uh, with this current sheriff administration, what do you think is the first thing within the department that needs addressing? We need to work on addressing relationships with the sheriff. Um, it's going to be me. Uh, with the people that work in the sheriff's office, we need to rebuild trust between the community and law enforcement. And those are the primary things that I work on. Now, last week we had Miles Carter on. He's also running in the primary. And he said that you and Brian Gould uh, do not represent the change the Democrat Party needs or that the Sheriff Party needs. Uh, what is your response to, to him? And what is your response uh, for calls within the Democrat Party to defund police? Well, we need a law enforcement professional to run uh, the Erie County Sheriff's Office. We need to be able to get the officers um, that are working road patrol, the officers that are working in corrections to work for us, and that person needs to be a person with a, a background in law enforcement. Um, people in the community need a professional that's in law enforcement to be in that position. As far as defund the police, I respect the call for a change. We need to look at hiring practices, and we need to really hear the voice of the community so that we can create the change and provide law enforcement that the community wants and needs. Now, looking at uh, at your, we had Brian Gould on last segment, and, and I asked him about a Channel Seven report uh, that he was suspended twice for alleged misconduct. Uh, I'd like to follow up on another Channel Seven report uh, that said you violated three parts of the city's contract uh, with its police union. Uh, what is your response to that? Well, it's unfortunate that this grievance was interpreted that way. Um, I, at the time when this occurred, I was retiring from the police department, uh, I would have hoped that the person that filed this grievance would understand that I'm, I am committed to training law enforcement. And he was working as the director of training at the Buffalo Police Department, and I put people in place to assist him. And I'll always boost the goals of law enforcement and the goals of helping our law enforcement officers that are working out on the street. So uh, that was my goal. It was not to disparage anyone and it's unfortunate that he felt that way. Now, speaking of your time... It was personal, to be honest with you. Speaking of your time with the Buffalo Police Department, what are things within that department uh, that you think needed addressing or maybe did get addressing while you were there and you would bring that experience over to things that need that same type of work in the Sheriff's Department? Well, uh, I worked with the Buffalo Police Department accountability Trust and training were big for me, advancing community policing, um, building true relationships that were strong within the community between law enforcement and the community, um, the people that we serve and protect, mental health training. I think right now um, mandatory crisis intervention training needs to be um, conducted for all officers. So in Buffalo, mostly as the uh, deputy police commissioner, 
I've done a lot of work in Homeland Security. I built relationships with local law enforcement and, and beyond. So training was a big issue, and it will always be for me. I'll always work hard to get officers what they need and point where the community can trust us. Now, you're also calling for a reforming of the Erie County Holding Center. Uh, what kind of reforms would you like to see there? And eventually, would you like to see a new Erie County Holding Center? Well, we have to get in and look and really find out what we have in place. I want to prevent overcrowding. I want to put programs in place to reduce recidivism and reentry. We need to do some life skills training for our inmates and also make sure, and I can't say it enough, that officers receive uh, training. We need a place where people feel safe. And that is for everyone that works in lives at the Erie County um, Correctional Facilities. You also talk about community policing uh, within the community. What do you mean by that and how would that be enforced? Community policing is a part of law enforcement in general. I've been doing community policing um, my entire career. So the public has to have a say in how we police our neighborhoods and how we interact with the public. So. Community policing is not a program. It's a philosophy. It's the way you do your job, the way you show up for work every day. And you have to be engaged with the community and make sure that they receive the best that you can give them as a law enforcement officer. Excuse me. You have to work with dignity and respect and treat everyone in a professional manner. You know, I, I want to talk a little bit about your campaign. You're running as the Democrat in, in the Democrat primary. Now, you for a few months pulled out of the sheriff's race and jumped back in. Uh, why, since they endorsed Brian Gould, why are you still running for the Democrat uh, nomination? Because I'm the better candidate, and the community deserves to have a choice. And we're obligated to give the community the best that we have. And I believe that I'll set uh, the tone for law enforcement in Erie County countywide. So I got back in the race. I had a lot of support from the community, support from my family, support from the faith-based community, and from Canisius College. So I'm back in the race to make sure that the best sheriff is elected. Do you think it's, because you know, I've, I've always thought this was kind of weird, do you think it's fair that before the primary, the party endorses a candidate? Shouldn't it be, and this, I'm not putting words in your mouth, just tell me if you think I'm right. Don't you think that they should go with the candidates running and then get the endorsement? Yes, I do. Um, the people in the community deserve to be heard. They are the voice. They are who we work for. They pay our salaries. And they have, and we have an obligation to give them that opportunity um, to have a choice. So that's why, that's another reason why I'm back in the race. People want me and they believe that I can do the best in Erie County as far as law enforcement is concerned. So that's why I'm here. This isn't uh, personal. I'm doing what's best and I'm making a sacrifice for the community. And I want the best for Erie County, so I'm back in. Now, let me ask, uh, like I said, we had uh, Brian Gould on before. We had Miles Carter on last week. Uh, what do you think about the way they're running their campaigns uh, in the primary? And looking at the other side on the Republican ticket, you're starting to see some infighting before the primary starting. Um, how do you think that will play out? And are you, are you, uh, do you see this setting up as the winner of the Democrat primary pretty much running against the Sheriff Howard uh, policies? Well, you asked me three questions. I'll try to answer all three. Um, but I'll tell you this. When we talk about my opponents, of course, I don't want to say anything bad against them or Sheriff Howard, but I'm glad that we're going to have a fresh new face 
in the Erie County Sheriff's Office, but we need a person in office that is not going to tell partial truth. They're going to tell the whole truth, and they're going to let the public make a decision. Um, I want to go back to the Buffalo Police real quick. Uh, you know, we, we heard for the last few years about police officers not uh, – not reporting uh, misconduct they see from other police officers in the field. Uh, do you think that is a reform that is going over well? Do you think that is being reformed correctly? And is that something that will need to be brought to the sheriff's department? Well, uh, police departments have been working with early warning systems for quite some time um, as far as officer misconduct. Also, we have cameras around. There are trainings in place um, regarding procedures but, and we want people to respect the work that we do. So officers have to have blue courage. They have to follow the mission of their department, and that's what I did in the Buffalo Police Department. When I got in, I made sure the officers knew what our missions and our values were as far as dealing with the community. We have to always do the right thing, and we have to work with dignity and serve people with respect. And we have to serve with integrity. When it, when it comes to body cameras, uh, you know, we, we hear the debate about these all the time. Do you believe that officers should have the, the, the control to turn those cameras off, or should those be on the entire time? I believe the cameras should be on the entire time when they exit the vehicle. All right, Kim, before we let you go, is there anything you wanted to address that I didn't bring up? Well, I want people to get out and vote. Now is the time for the voice of the community to be heard. Um, vote Kimberly Beatty for sheriff, and I'm going to do the best I can, and I'm going to be dedicated to the community, and I'm not going to give up day one. I'll be out there just like I am now, campaigning, and I'll continue to be out and be in touch with the community. So if you look at Kimberly Beatty um, for sheriff.com, that's my website, and I have two Facebook pages. One is Team Beatty, where we have a little bit of um, freedom to post, and then there's Kimberly Beatty for sheriff. So I appreciate that we have a fair voting process in place and that the community will be heard. Well, Kim, I thank you for joining us, and I also thank your campaign for being one of the few that got back to come on the show. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Joe. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll talk again very soon. That is Kimberly Beatty. She is running for sheriff on the Democrat primary. Early voting started yesterday, so if you want to get out and cast your vote so you don't have to wait till primary day, it's a beautiful day outside. You know, I early voted in October uh, because I didn't want to catch COVID and not be able to cast my vote. Uh, so I went back uh, in October. We waited in line. It was a, a, a colder day, especially um, later in the day. It was a colder day. Look at it outside. It is beautiful. Is it not a beautiful day to go and cast your vote? Maybe go for a walk after casting your vote. It is a great day out there. Beautiful day for a run as well, which, uh, Lucas, something I might do when the show is over here. Not sure. Uh, so we've heard from now three sheriff candidates. And I know I am repeating myself, but I, I want to make it very clear. We have heard from all three Democrat sheriff candidates. Why? Because all three Democrat sheriff candidates got back to me. One Republican sheriff candidate got back to me. He will be on next. John Garcia. He is running against Karen Healy Chase. Again, all three were invited. All we got was John Garcia. So we are happy to, uh, to bring him on at 11.06. 803-0930 is our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board number. Uh, tell me what you think about the status of the sheriff's race. And are you going 
to uh, participate in early voting. You know, we, we heard a lot of people last year uh, do early voting for the first time. I was one of them. I early voted for the first time last time. And again, it's not because I couldn't get out on election day. It was because I didn't want to catch COVID-19, find out I was positive, and not be able to go and cast it on election day. So I, I think a lot of people now, hey, you know, it's Sunday. It's beautiful. Maybe go to church. And then on the way home, let's stop by the voting place or, hey, we're listening to Hardline. Maybe we should stop by the voting place uh, while, we're, while we're in the car, while we're on the go. Uh, but I'd like to know what you think uh, about early voting in the primaries and primary voting. You, you know, we see this with a lot of elections uh, around the country where people run unopposed. Right. And, and really, the only election is the primary election. We're seeing this in the mayor's race here. We're seeing this in the mayor's race in Rochester. And you see the turnout for primaries usually pretty low. And, and I'm wondering if this year, with both parties having uh, a good amount of, of primaries and an important primary like the sheriff's race, maybe you're not one to usually go voting in the primaries. Maybe you're like me, where the, you know, the odd number year primaries I forget about, and next thing you know, you missed it. But this year, uh, maybe you live in the city and you have the mayor primary going on, or, you know, we're going to have a new sheriff and you'd like to have your voice on who runs to represent your party. Maybe this is the first time you are going to participate in a primary, especially in a, non, uh, a non-presidential primary year. You know, I think you see presidential primaries. Yeah, you see the turnout. Right. Uh, But I think on a year like 2021, where it's a lot of local elections, uh, it's one of those dates that you just miss or it's one of those dates that you intend to go. And then, you know, the the date goes by and you completely forget about it. Now, with early voting, is it more are you more likely to, you know, step out on a Sunday and say, yeah, I'm going to go cast my vote so I don't forget. I have a busy week ahead, so I'm going to get my vote in now. Um. Maybe that's uh, what's going to happen. 803-0930, let me know how you are addressing the primaries here in Western New York. That is our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And when we come back, we will see a little bit of that. We'll talk to you. We'll also talk to John Garcia at 1106 and Mickey Kearns, Erie County Clerk, with a few new programs uh, with Flag Day coming up tomorrow. A few new programs he would like to bring to your attention. It is Hardline. My name is Joe Beamer. And you're listening to News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN, talking to the sheriff candidates this morning. And we will uh, continue to do so in the next hour. And our final guest will be Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns, uh, talking about a few programs, as you know, you heard in David Bellavia's spot. Tomorrow is Flag Day, June 14th. Um, remember, when I was in elementary school, you'd go out with your American flag and you'd start singing, you know, uh, I, I knew all the states because of that song and I can't remember what the song is now, but you know, uh, it sings all the states. You have Alaska, Arizona, whatever. but tomorrow is flag day. And last week we had Memorial day. Um, so a time to thank all of those that have put everything on the line for our freedom, for our safety, and Mickey Kearns will join us to wrap up the show and talk about those programs and what's going on in the clerk's office. Uh, But a busy second hour we are going to have here on Hardline as we continue to talk to the sheriff candidates. If you miss 
anything. If you missed Miles Carter last week, if you missed Brian Gould or Kimberly Beattie today, or if you miss our 11 o'clock guest, it'll all be available online at at WBEN.com or on the Odyssey app, where you can also find our weekday shows, uh, like a little show that I'm part of called BMAZ and Beamer, uh, David Bellavia, Tom Bowerly, all the interviews from A New Morning with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. So if there's anything you missed, you can find it online or on the Odyssey app. Right now, we are going to get you up to date and then speak with John Garcia, who is running for sheriff, right here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.